0: to another live broadcast of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willcanals.com. We are very <laughs> pleased to have for our final live broadcast from GRL, Poppy Dennison and TJ Klune with us. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having us. Welcome. Yep. Our pleasure. Two of our favorite past guests mm-hmm. back here with us. So it's Saturday afternoon. GRL's pretty much done except for the last party. Yeah. How's GRL been for you too? You you missed last year, so you're back after uh, uh, after a year absence.
1: It was it's been good. It's it's always you know when you when you get closer and closer, there's always the excitement of actually coming here and being here. And then when you get here, you, you tend to forget how much work it actually is, <laughs> and it's it's good. I mean, I always have fun, but um, by the very end of. Like right now on Saturdays, I'm tired. It's it can be it can be pretty exhausting, but it's always worth the the effort to be able to come and do and meet people. Especially this year when there was a bunch of new people. A bunch. They um, said that
2: they lost count after a hundred. They were in the newbie meet and greet. I think somebody mm-hmm. told me that. There's so many new faces that they just stopped counting after
1: hundred. And even cooler than that, it what I thought was really neat is one of the organizers told me that this year they had more men than they'd ever had before as attendees. And I thought that was really awesome to hear. So that's amazing. That is
0: yeah. amazing. I felt like I saw more men around <coughs> this year than yeah. usual.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's that's very cool. It just shows, you know, another side of the MM genre expanding. And I yes. think that's really great that, that people are coming to this that have never come before.
2: And I think the, the thing about this community is that it gives us all so much energy, and and we it's a reminder of what we're doing this for. I mean, it's all well and good to say, you know, I write write romances or I write amazing fantasy work, but when you're in the community and you remember that you're telling the stories of people whose voices have not been told before, their voices have not been heard, and we're part of that, and it's really powerful and it's really special. And you know, when you meet so many people who are touched by the words that we've put on the page, and you it's a reminder of why we do what we do besides just that we have to tell these stories (laughs) you know it's a reminder of of how important what we do is i think Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. what's been your favorite part or panel or segment or random meeting
1: hosting the audio panel because that's the first time well first and foremost just for a little personal that's a that's the first time i've ever gotten to meet garrett McLean and Mm -hmm. michael leslie face to face michael i've worked with for four years now, and Derek for two, Mm -hmm. and that's the first time I've actually got to meet them, and it's also the first time here at GRL that we've actually had the audio narrators actually together as a group, and able to do their own panel, and I was told, uh, when I was asked to host it, I was told it was the night before GRL so probably wouldn't be that many people and then <laughs> it turned out to be a lot of people which was even better because it just shows the passion people have for audiobooks which is something mm-hmm. that I am very very proud about and something that I push for a lot because these audio narrators that we have in our community are one of a kind. They work mm-hmm. their butts off and they make our words that much better and to give them a showcase is something I think has been a long time ago. coming.
0: And to let our, our, our viewers or listeners know, we do have that panel uh, shared into our uh, Big A Fiction Podcast Facebook group. Oh, awesome. Cool. So people can catch that there as well. Speaking of the audio panel, you mentioned to me, I believe, that it was the first time you'd heard Derek do Normal Person.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he cho- and he chose to do the the uh, cable company scene. Because I don't, I don't tend to listen to my own audio because it's really weird for me to hear... Um, uh, my own words performed aloud like that, and to, but to hear him do that, and then be, to be followed shortly after by Michael doing Destiny of Dragons was just phenomenal. It's it's just really cool to see them it, in their element doing what they do best. But it's also super embarrassing for me to have to hear that. <laughs> and so I <laughs> I was trying to stand against the wall and trying to blend in as much as I possibly could because you know people were laughing. That's great because it's funny. But at the same time, I'm like. It's weird! <laughs> yeah, it's <That's> weird. weird.
0: <laughs> it's
1: weird. Yeah, so I, I still enjoyed it though.
0: Yeah, it, it was very cool to hear it performed live. Some it was. Of those segments, for sure. I and, and
1: you know. Because these voices mean so much to so many people, because there's, there's there's readers out there that they prefer to hear the audiobook versus rather than to read, some by choice, some because they have to. And I think it's uh, amazing that they got to meet the people behind their favorite voices.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it's something that Gerald does again.
1: Yeah, I'm going to push for that, whether it be me hosting, or even having the same narrators, or going something different, or even moving it into a main event. Mm-hmm. during the Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, so that way that people that get here for GRL Thursday morning would actually be able to do it too, because I think that they just showed themselves that it was probably one of, if not the most popular events that they had.
0: Yeah, it was, it was crazy, the number of people that were there yeah. on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it was over. It, it was, we had I think we had over 200 people in the audience for that, and Ethan told me that they had more people register on Wednesday than they ever had before at any prior
0: GRL. So I that's, thought that was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. What about for you? What's been your...
2: Can I cheat and say two? Of course. Because I think for me, the signings are the favorite part, mm-hmm. or one of my favorite parts. So the supporting author signing, because you really get to meet authors that you've probably never heard of. Um, and for me, the, for the supporting authors in particular, there are folks that you know only have a couple books out, so I pro- they're probably not on my radar yet. And it's so fun to go through there and talk to people And learned about these these new authors that I haven't had a chance to meet yet so I love that and then I also love the featured author signing I mean this was the first year that I made it I stayed the entire time and went and just kept circling the room because there were so many people and it was so fun I just love that energy in that room and how excited all the readers are and just getting to meet everybody and there's some really cool swag in there so i was like <laughs> i got some really cool stuff this year so i was i was really excited about that and i think the readers love those the most too I, I really think that they enjoy that so and as a reader i know i got a big kick out of it too so
0: and you are here as a reader this year rather right? and you cuz you've been an author in previous how does yes. that change your experience, experience? yeah, yeah.
2: It's so much less work. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you were
0: relax more after that. I did.
2: Jeez. I, but, and I got to enjoy it in a different way because when you're here and you're working, you know, you have to be thinking, okay, I have to save energy because I'm hosting a panel at whatever o'clock that was, mm-hmm. nine o'clock I yeah. think your panel was. And so I have to store energy for that. And I think a lot of times people don't realize that when you're up on a panel and you're being asked questions or you're doing a reading or... You're preparing for whatever it, it requires energy and you have to think about it in those terms like okay I can't go to every morning panel and see everybody because I have to host a panel in the afternoon or I'm hosting an evening event and so I didn't have to worry about any of that I was like great I'm good I could do whatever I want and not have to worry about well I need to have energy for this or I have to be able to stay up until midnight for this thing or i could do what i wanted
0: I can, go to I can go have a nap now
2: i did i did that a couple times too not gonna lie there was a couple of naps that happened um so it was a lot of fun but especially like for the signing as i was mentioning i this was the first time i'd ever been able to no nope, that's a lie i was at i was a reader at the very first GRL in new orleans okay so i was able to do the signing then which was on a riverboat and we were talking about that i don't know how many people know that the very first what's, that, what's
1: the major difference between now? Is it just and uh, that first video? You know, the the amount of bigger. People.
2: Yeah. I think, and I want to ask um, Carolyn Ethan, um, I think that where was only like 100 or 150 of us total?
1: I think the authors and yes, readers at the Yes, I one. think.
2: And I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it was much smaller. And so I was looking back at my pictures from the very first one in New Orleans, but the being on a riverboat, it really I, it just stuck in my mind mm-hmm. that sort of moment. It was so fun, and it was the first time so many of us had met. Mm-hmm. And then fast-forwarding to, to today, how many people were in that room? Wow, like this community has really grown so much and become so much, has uh, really become a community, and I think that GRL has been a really big part of that.
0: So. Mm-hmm. It, the energy of the room for the signing yeah, was yeah. amazing, and it yeah. seemed like it never stopped. There's usually a little lull never that seemed didn't. to happen after <laughs> the first hour. Yeah, yeah. no. At this time, it was I didn't packed really...
2: when we packed up, and normally, yeah. as on the author end of things, normally in that last 20 minutes, you're like staring at your watch, you know, because everybody's made their way through, and you've given away all your swag and all mm-hmm. your books, and you're kind of like, okay, I'll just wait just in case somebody comes by. But this time, it was like there were still lines, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it was like, I was like, this is so amazing, it's Mm -hmm. it's changed so much. And yeah, so it was different as a reader and it kind of took me back to that first, my very first GRL so many years ago.
0: (laughs) You asked me before we started, and so I'll ask this to the two of you, was there anybody that you met here that was like, oh my God, I met X"? Go ahead.
2: Oh, you stinker. hmm
0: mm-hmm. This is how Q and A's work. Which I, I learned I on that Q and A panel. It's like...
2: No, you <laughs> go. Nobody wants... No, I'll okay. go. You go. No, you, you go, go first.
0: <laughs> no.
2: um, there's a lot of people that um, I'm really excited to... I was really excited to meet. I think um, Lucy Lennox and I have become very close. I absolutely adore her books. Made Marian series for the win. I, I'm mm-hmm. a big fan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so getting... Yeah. We've actually spoken and, and, and things so... But I, I had not had the pleasure of meeting Lucy. So getting to meet her was a really really special but I've met so many readers that I had not seen before that I only knew online and I think when you see those people that that come and they're like you know and it's 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 so cool. So new readers but as an author author person would be Lucy Lennox.
1: For me it's just going to have to repeat myself would be Michael Leslie and mm-hmm. Derek McLean. because They've been such a big part of my life for for years you know and we've communicated through email you know and if there's difference between actually seeing somebody face to face and seeing how they are and everything like that because you get a better sense of the person behind the voice of you know your own book so being able to meet them and seeing how great that they were and being able to talk about plans for the future of us all of us working together I think was the highlight for me
2: can I also just say that it was so neat to watch Michael Leslie go into oh, the, the his world of yeah, the Lightning Star Card, yeah. and just like like transform because it it was such a neat experience to all of a sudden hear Gary's voice and I was like what is happening right, right now but with, the,
1: with the, the way that he so effortlessly switched between the voices is just it's phenomenal work it, is, man, it is he's, he's so a true talent. he's going to go far but I won't let him go too far because no you work. can't that no means, no Michael if you're watching you're never going to get away from me <laughs>
2: I mean yeah he's terrible and can only do TJ's yeah. books <laughs> forever
0: <laughs> I felt the same way with Derek and Gustavo oh yes yeah. definitely, definitely to hear that it was like Wow, here it is, just right yeah, here. Yeah,
2: they're so talented. Those guys are so, I mean, all of them, and Greg and, and Joel, and I mean, they were all just, they they knocked it out and of the park. And Nick part.
1: and Jason, they did. Thank the you. Reason. I was sitting yeah. here thinking, I know <laughs> the there was more guys, but <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, and, Jason for yes, they were, we're all, Jason, I mean, too.
2: it was really neat because we, you don't hear it. I mean, when you're an author and you're, you know, and you if you listen to audiobooks, which I do sometimes, and I don't ever think, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm in those terms, and, and to watch all of them, I mean, it was just really cool.
0: But yeah, the on-the-fly on the shifting of the voices mm-hmm. for all of them.
2: All of them, Because you know yeah. in the
0: studio, they've got, they can stop and record and redo. Yeah. And, oh, I
2: messed that up, or I need yeah, to yeah. wait and take a break and change voices. Joe Leslie
0: just whipped out that Australian accent, didn't he, Jesus From Christ? From <laughs> <has to be laughs> <nice. laughs> one guy
1: to the next. Yeah, they were just all, that was, you
2: know. As, as as your listeners can tell, that was a big highlight of the... I think it was a yeah, big highlight for I everybody. Do. It was such a great panel.
0: Yeah, it absolutely was. What do we have coming up for you both? Because you're, you're, our listeners may not know, Poppy has, has stepped away from Dream Spinner Press as their marketing director to go full-time author again. This yeah. round, yes, that we do full-time. Yes, full-time. <laughs> and, uh, of well, course, TJ's yes. been full-time now. Yes. For for a while, and he's yeah
1: almost two years now. He's
2: Has it been that long? February
1: 2016. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Holy Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's well, I got to tell wild, you, like night.
2: TJ's jumping off the cliff like that was a real big inspiration for the decision that I made because, you know, we've known each other for a long time, and and he had always, you know, you get up at stupid o'clock in the morning, and you try to get your word count in, and then you go to work all day, and then you come home and, you do your evening chores or whatever and then you sit back down at the computer and try to get a little more word count in and it's really hard to do when you're as passionate about this as i think we both are mm-hmm. and so when i saw tj make that jump and and land so successfully set so talented yeah it,
1: it was yeah. you know it's still there's still days when i pinch myself but yeah, it's I'm been um yeah i've been very lucky in that regard
2: yeah so. so and there's been a couple others as well who have sort of made that that plunge, and I found myself being really jealous of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw like 27 TJ books on the, you know, coming soon list, and I was like, <laughs> ugh, I love him, but I hate him at the same time. And um, so I, I just I talked to Elizabeth, um, who, you know, owns Dream Spinner, and I said, I love Dream Spinner and I love everything we're about, but I really want to be a writer again. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my dream, and they were so supportive and, and said, you know, yes, we want you to be a writer again, you know. Um, so yeah, I have, I think, 10 books coming out in the next 12 months. So <laughs> five, yeah, I, I did the TJ, that I think I did awesome. the TJ. Yeah. So I took six months and I did nothing but put, put words to page and I didn't try to publish anything and I didn't try to edit anything. I just got the words on the page and really developed a plan for myself. And I was so blessed to have had that that six month window where I could just breathe. And mm-hmm. so yeah, next month, so the next month, uh, November the first book comes out and it's called Family Ties and it's the first in a four book series called the Bartlett Boys. So it's about a large southern family and all of their the stuff that they get up to. I was gonna say shenanigans. But I, that's kind of <laughs> a TJ kind of word, word now. So, um, <laughs> so um, yeah, the, the trouble that. that they get into. And uh, yeah, so that's that's what's coming up real quick.
0: November 1st, did you say? Or no, it'll be November? the end of the month. November the month. probably
2: around the 20th is what I'm shooting for. In
0: time for Thanksgiving.
2: Just in time for Thanksgiving. <laughs> just in time for Black Friday. You know?
0: <laughs> that's that marketing sign coming out right yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Speaking of November 20th, that's when my next book comes out.
2: Okay, change that. Scratch <laughs> that. book will not be coming out it on November the, 20th.
1: It is the next book in the Lightning Struck Heart series, The Consumption of Magic will come out that. That will be my fifth book this year that in my final book this year I released five books two thousand sixteen, five books two thousand seventeen. Next year I'm giving myself a much needed breather and a break. I'm I've actually I had planned on still doing the same, trying to get to five books a year, but then I had a long, hard talk with myself and I said, why do I need to hit that number every single year? And it's not that I'm having any troubles writing or feeling burned out about that. I'm writing as much as I always have. It's just the much like going to GRL like this is exciting it can, but can be exhausting the promotional side of publishing can be very exhausting too, because you have blog tours you have you know and now we're you know incorporating all different kinds of social media Twitter Instagram to do a promo for every book that we write and it can be very tiring to do because mm-hmm. you, a lot of people don't realize that you write the book but that's not the end, because then you have to edit the book three or four times with different editors, and then you have to go and proofread the book again after, and then you have to publish the book, and then you have to do all the promo for the book. And I love every aspect of publishing a book, but it, there's a time and that I think that I need to take a little bit of a break. So. That being said, I'm only publishing three books next year. (laughs) Three full-length novels that uh, I have the last book in the Sam Destiny arc. That will come out in March. Then I have what's probably going to be the big one, which is the sequel to Wolf Song. That's July 31st, 2018. It's already write that been set, July thirty yeah. first. Thank you. Very Dream much. is is trying something a little new with a, a promotional company that they're working with. That um, we're scheduling, we're doing the books, editing and stuff sooner, pushing the date out farther, and actually giving a date. And um, hopefully, it will be able to let the book build more steam before they actually hits. So, you know, build up the hype for it. And then in. Um, next fall I will be doing uh, an experiment where I will where I will be self-publishing for the first time yeah. and I'm really excited about that I actually just had a meeting with um, Greg Tremblay, and I, I'm gonna be having him do the audio narration for it and we're gonna try something a little different where we're gonna actually try to get the audiobook and the book out on the same day because that's something that you see a lot in the big five publishing yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. but you don't see that here because of the the way that Amazon and the uh, Audible company ACX work you don't see that happening because the book has to be on Amazon before a contract can be offered to the audio narrator so now that we're pushing now that I'm self-publishing that will give me time to put the book on Amazon whenever I want that way we can get the contract Greg who can do the work and then we can hopefully release them at the same time and I'm also looking at hopefully trying to get a translation or two of that said book at the same time so we can release that wow. on the same date I'm I'm trying to expand the way that we do releasing in the MM world to be more like a traditional publisher because I would like because there's people that like I said previously, there's people that can't read a book for whatever reason. Um, I, I have I have quite a few readers that have health issues that site it they doesn't their site is failing and they can't actually read as much as they used to. That's why they like the audiobooks, but there's always the long and dreaded delay from when the book is released to when they actually get it. So I'm hoping to try to change that a little bit. So we're going to see how that plays out. That's exciting. It is exciting, and I hope it doesn't blow up in my face. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: I don't think it could because you're at least trying it, and the worst that you'll do is just not connect all the dots. Right.
1: Yeah. And but the good news about it though is I have very good people having my back. Derek McLean knows the industry inside and out. Mm Greg Tremblay is obviously, you know, very well tenured in this industry. So they, they know that I'm gonna be coming in as a as a newbie not quite understanding how audio works and they're gonna be holding my hand as you're so I, I can't wait to see what we come up with.
0: Well not just the audio but the translations too. I think that's pretty yeah. awesome. What's
1: awesome though with that is I have I have fans worldwide that are offering to translate the book because they know it would be yeah. self publishing. They're they're offering to translate and you know, obviously, I, I'm gonna you know check everything out to make sure everything's on the up and up. But um, if that if we go that direction, then it'll be very much a um, crowd sourced release of a book, yeah. and um, it's a book that I'm very excited about. That um, is something completely different for me. So,
0: care to give any in, in teasers? Give it a is
1: set. It is set in the mid '90s, and it is my take on the Heaven's Gate cult with Marshall Applewhite and how he believed through a guy that's a precursor to Alex Jones, the fanatical radio guy. There was a guy that did the same thing in the 70s, 80s, and 90s on a radio show called Coast to Coast AM. He was very big on conspiracies and he was the one that convinced people that there was a, a UFO in the tail of the comet Hale-Bopp. And Marshall Applewhite, the leader of Heaven's Gate, believed that and then formed his cult on that basis and then led to that. The whole premise of uh, The Bones Beneath My Skin, as the title, is What If They Were Right And There Was One. And that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's still MM, enemies to lovers, explosions, helicopters, and Marines. So. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs>
2: you saved that bit yeah. for last. Let's <laughs> all figure out how that might yeah. go. Yeah. Oh. And done. Auto <laughs> Thank done. you very
0: much. <laughs> you... You mentioned your fans worldwide, and we haven't we haven't talked since Lightning Struck was on stage. Yeah, over in, in Canary in, Islands. Canary <laughs> Islands. That was pretty amazing. That
1: was amazing, and the 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 Tetrascopia that did that. They they are just a phenomenal group of of young people that put that together. Young people, listen to me, yeah. Grandpa Clue. Daddy. <laughs> we go, It's the beard. It's the beard. It yeah. is the beard. Daddy, very, very daddy. Daddy Clue. Um, and they. They took a what was a nineteen hour audiobook and condensed it into a four hour play. Made their own costumes, wrote their own scripts, choreographed this huge dance scene from the ballroom scene in in Lightning Struck Heart. And I just I couldn't believe what they were able to do with it. Granted it was all in Spanish and I didn't understand a single word, but it was still just weird and wonderful seeing that up on the stage and especially they I mean, one of the main characters is Kevin the Dragon. They made this friggin' dragon costume thing that was just remarkable. And I am absurdly touched that they chose my book to do that play with. And um, from what I understand, it was very successful for them, and that's just amazing. And now... Uh, another one of my books, Olive Juice, is being optioned for the stage, from what I'm being told. Oh, so, I could so see that. Yeah, I, I mean that book was well. That was be written, much easier say. too. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> but, um But it's, I, I love the idea of of all these different mediums because that's what I want to try to play around with. And getting something onto a stage, be it a main Broadway stage or a stage in Canary Islands, it's the same to me because that's just a remarkable thing that actually have happened. And I appreciate them very, very much for choosing my
0: book to do that with. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Let's talk about being full-time authors a little bit. Okay. Since you're both you're <clears throat> both that now, what was the biggest surprise for you, Poppy, as you transitioned to that? In terms of was it getting the word count done, or suddenly having all this time and figuring yeah. out how to use it correctly, or
2: it was I had to take a little bit of time in the very beginning to sort of let my brain like build up the steam again. I think. Um, i wasn't i think when when we had talked about this um right after tj left he was able to kind of dive in and he was like all like I was, up i energy. was full of
1: steam yeah yeah and, <laughs> I
2: I hadn't, full of steam. and i hadn't because i made the decision um i had made the decision over a few month period where i was i really started thinking heavily about it but i hadn't really like set my heart on it until the moment when i realized i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. it sort of like hit me and so I hadn't built up like I had sort of like the ideas had fizzled and the word count had fizzled and, and, and so it took me a few weeks to like get excited. So what I started doing in the beginning was just writing ideas and I didn't try to pressure myself to get word count and it wasn't about hitting a deadline or, or finishing a book. It was just about how many ideas can I generate over the next few weeks mm-hmm. and make them things that I'm excited about. And I have now like 30 books in a, in a, I keep this little notebook, actually I think I might even have it with me, that I um, just put all these ideas in, tropes that I've always wanted to write, characters that had spoken to me and that I had just sort of let drift away into my memory. And so I pulled all that stuff back out again and I just started playing. And so that was a big change because I had let that creative energy really go into my marketing work. Um, It takes a lot of creative energy to market as well, so... Um, that was the real transition phase for me, and then it was like when I kind of got to that point and I had all these ideas, then it was like all of a sudden it was like, boom, go. And so it was just a different, because I had always been so energetic about my work, and so it was just transitioning that energy back into a creative energy that I could tap into and build that steam back up again. Because you know you kind of have to do that. You have to... I assume that your process, but you kind of have to get that energy going.
1: Yeah, it, for me it was it was a little bit on the opposite spectrum. I just kind of exploded and I, I had been planning it for, for months and months and months, so I kept it quiet because I didn't want to jinx myself because I knew something would happen that would just devastate me if it didn't go through, but it did. And I I had time to build up my finances, to make sure everything was set in order, to make sure that if something bad happened I while I was jobless, I would be able to stand on my feet still but um when i i had i was drowning in my job it was it, thankless i'd been in it for 10 years i was sitting in a cubicle and it wasn't you know conducive for my sanity any further so when i made that decision it was because of my love of writing but it was also because i was learning to love myself again so i could be happy and do what i want and i figured you know what i was at that point i was 33 and then it came to the, i was young enough to do something like that and if i failed you know what i could just go back to work but if i didn't do it then i was never going to do it and i'd regret it for the rest of my life so i came out and i've written since i became a full-time author i've written probably over two million words <laughs> but now that's and that's all manic energy i really thought it was going to stop and slow after a certain length of time and it's just finally starting to do that because I'm allowing myself to let it do that because I don't need to write all the words forever. You know, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I don't need to release five books a I year. I beg to differ. You yeah, need to write all the words forever. But I, don't need to, I don't need to write five books a year to be happy and feel like I'm still relevant in this genre. You know, mm-hmm. I can go different directions. And, and I've just recently completed a... A YA that I now have an agent for, and we're going in a different direction with that. And um, I, I I have big big things on the horizon. I just can't wait to get to them.
0: I can't wait to read the TJ Klune YA.
1: Ah, that's that's a that's a gnarly book, man. That is a gnarly book that I hope um, does big things for my career because it's something completely different than a TJ Klune book. Because I'll be publishing under Travis Klune, my real name, and because I want to differentiate between you know. A 15 16 year old picking up one of my other books and be like okay there's some pretty good sex in this one you yeah. know, and, <laughs> which yeah. they do still yeah, they and then do. they email you and you're like <laughs>
2: awkward well, I can't
1: email back because this is really weird for me but um
2: well can i just like I, i'm gonna sing your phrases for a second aw. but i think the thing that that's so special about what you do is that you've written so many different books mm-hmm. i mean some of us, like myself, I mean, I, I have sort of my thing and I stick to it because it's finish, what I enjoy and yeah. what I'm good at, right? I love my small towns and I, you know, and, and all that stuff. The magical thing about what you've done is all of the worlds that you've created. And I think that that energy that you've put into it, you've created so many special worlds. Well, thank you. So I don't see that, that, that going really awesome anywhere. Yeah, yeah and it's and really it, special what you've and, done.
1: And it's honestly just because I. Would get bored
2: (laughs) so easily
1: because you know I'm as everybody can see I'm very twitchy and I move a lot and I talk a lot but it's because I can't sit still and and writing one type of book over and over and over and over again it works for some authors who have you know their werewolf I'm in book 34 of this series and with a million characters but I can't do that I have to I you know I in my head right now I'm an idea for a, a western I have a space opera that I want to do I have I want to do this futuristic android, you know, that takes on Isaac Asimov's Rule of Robotics and all of that kind of stuff. So I have so many things that I want to do, and I just I I can't, I don't want to get trapped in a box because that would be the worst for me because I think my writing would
0: begin to suffer at that point. I was going to ask you, you. based on based on something you said there, you know, of what a TJ Klune book is. What is a TJ Klune book? Because I don't know how to put a label I, on
2: it. Can
0: that. I answer that?
2: Okay. Yeah. A TJ Klune book is amazing characters because it doesn't matter what genre he's writing. He can write as high fantasy characters. Bear Otter and the Kid. It's all about the characters. You know, um, Gust- um,
1: Gustavo. Targaryen, thank you. Yeah. I,
2: that <laughs> name trips me up every time. But it's the <laughs> character. You don't remember what genre it is because it doesn't matter. You Thank you. It you kind of music. He, he captures characters in ways where you know that person, they sit next to you on the train on, on your way to work, or they're your neighbor across the hall, even if it's a, you know, hornless gay unicorn. You know that character. You know what you really do. Yeah. You know somebody who sounds like Gary, who feels like Gary, who acts like Gary, or any of the other characters. Oh, sorry, I just thank you, fan so awesome. You know, like. <laughs> so awesome. You said. I really the, appreciate the funny that. thing is about TJ is that his bear owner and the kid came out just a few months before my first book, so we we were sort of in that same first book buddies. First book buddies. Yeah. Like his, it really was. I think you were October. It was August. Yeah, August, and and I was April. So I was April 2012. So really, like as I'm getting my contract and getting, because that was right after I got my first contract, mm-hmm. and he's come out. So. We've sort of been in this really the yeah. same amount of time, and it's I've read all of his books. And
1: we've it, seen we've seen how much the genre has, has changed, changed and in, the, in that yeah. time because it's a completely different world than it was when we first mm-hmm. started. I mean,
2: we feel we're like the old guys. We now. are. I, Isn't I mean, that crazy? there was one
1: of the panels that some, I was sitting in on. Somebody in there was talking about how they were published in two thousand and nine, and I was like, holy crap!
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, it's and it's crazy. such a
1: different yeah. world now, and it's yeah. it's insane.
2: It really is. So. Yeah.
1: And then you you had your Q and A. Sorry, right. did you want to did no, you want to answer okay. that question so about easy. I just I jumped I did, right You said that. you said it better than I can. I have well, no idea how to answer that. I question. Is, it's
2: I think it's the fans and the fans' interpretations of what our books what's special about mm. our books mm-hmm. is really more important than what we think because yeah. once we've again let me just put words in your mouth that. Uh, Once we put a book out there, it's not about us anymore. It's not TJ's book book. Honestly,
1: I I don't want to ever see that book again Mm -hmm. by the time we put it out because I've seen it and read it every single page like the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. And by the time the editing is finished, I'm like, go away, Mm book. Go away. I find it interesting
0: that you said you liked the entire process of publishing. Because by the time I'm to the galley, I'm like, please, make this stop. <laughs> yeah,
1: see, what I've learned to do for me is when I get the galley and you have to do that final read-through, I have other people that do that for me. So I can, because by then, they're just trying to pick up mistakes. And I if I had to read that story one more time, I'd be like, you know what? Because you go in stages. You're That first edit, you're like, okay, this is a good story. There's a good foundation here. Yeah, this Second is Second edit, is like, okay... There needs to be a little bit more work done on it. The third edit, you're like, I hate this. I'm a terrible writer. This book is <laughs> awful. And then you get the gal, you're like, why is this even being published? Who yeah. the hell did you <laughs> get Rip up that contract. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that doesn't change. No matter, I've only had one book where I did not feel that way through the entire process and was excited and super happy. Which all the book way up was through it? is How to Be a Normal Person. Ah, yes. Yes. That book makes me happy no matter what. And um, all the way through, I was just happy about that. But every other book, like right now, we just—I just recently finished up with everything having to do with the consumption of magic, and I never want to see that book ever again.
2: <laughs> but you haven't even started promo yet. I know. And I think that's one thing that readers may not realize is you know, we write a book, um, and it you know it takes different. Some people write, a gazillion words a day, some of us don't, but it takes, you know, oh, a couple yeah, months. have 10
1: books coming out in the next 12 months. <laughs> no, no, sure. Sure. Yeah,
2: She'll sure. <laughs> so put my words back uh-huh. up. Um, but, you know, we, we get these out. It takes, you know, probably two or three months to get a get a good draft together, depending on the how fast the book is coming together. And then you send it in. And so then you've got the whole contract process that you work through. You know, and it can take several weeks to even get a contract. And then you get that back and then it goes into edits which that can take months before you even get your first book back and then you've got the editing process which takes months and then it's like i don't think readers realize that by the time the book that is in their hands it's probably been about a year for us mm-hmm. and it's like you've you've already put that book aside it's a year ago that was your mind a year ago so it's really hard to kind of keep up that sort of excitement and energy for it so it's do you find that as well we do bit? our
1: best though we do. Well, <laughs> we do our best, and
2: i think it it gives me energy when the book hits hits the reader's hands and you start getting that feedback because our readers are so amazing about giving us feedback and being excited for us that that energy i think then fills us up again yeah so just definitely, for me definitely. you know you get that flashback of when the readers are getting it they're like oh my god i've been waiting for this book mm-hmm. and yay yeah, well and my, bodies, my you know, favorites
1: are the ones where you've been, you spent a year working on this book from, you know, conception to finally being published, and then it goes out, and you go to bed, and you wake up the next morning, and they're like, we just finished it, it's so good, Where's the next book,
2: and you're like, whoa! Yeah, Yeah. but our readers are amazing, I mean, I think that's, you know...
1: Goes, yeah they are the they best. give us a lot They're of energy the
2: they really do it's, it's really funny or when you're now an author who i don't know teases about a book that's not going to be coming out for at least a year mm-hmm. so you sit here waiting and waiting yeah. for yeah, it i think
0: we got teased on the books that we may see in like 2021 i, some I, of that already, have, I already have
1: books planned through 2020 at this point and you know i'm i'm I, I, I didn't even talk about the graphic novel that I'm publishing next year. I mean, come on, that's something that else entirely to too. But that's for no. another day. That's, listen, for another that's for another day. Listen,
2: that's for another. You get plays. Yeah. You get graphic novels. <laughs> you're like he's so cool i mean seriously nah, how nah, cool nah, is this nah, guy with nah, his He's all nah, nah, yeah, dad, dad daddy clune yeah grandpa clune really? over here he's an old timer in the in the genre I believe, now
1: i can't believe i said young people
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah especially as you know, some of us in the room might be several years older than you yeah oh, that's yeah fun. thanks and for fun. that time. we're thanks having a for good that. time yeah. oh we're all friends here yeah. yes <laughs> we are <laughs>
0: I think that'll about do it um, for this live episode. You two have been a blast to have that's on how we the do. couch. So we, we do. We Before do. Before we go, can you quickly tell us uh, where do people can find you online to keep up with all the good work?
2: Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at my website, poppydenison.com. Um, always available on Facebook. You will never find me on Twitter. So you know, although I technically have one, not gonna happen. Facebook is the best place if you really want instant gratification. Oh. I, just say it no. I'm at. I post pictures of my dinner I'm that person
1: I'm that author I'm at com. I am on Twitter I have Instagram my handles there are tjclunebooks I have my Facebook page and we have a recently started Facebook page reader group called the Clunatics and oh they are The name is really clever. Isn't I just that fun? I got that super fun. But it was started a couple of months ago and we're already over a thousand members in that group and from all over the world and it's absolutely wonderful. And everybody goes in and talks about my books and talks about other people's books. They rec discuss and it's a great place if you like to read mm and want to discuss it with other people and that is on Facebook.
0: Fantastic. Again thank you so much. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. That was wonderful fun. This will go out into our podcast feed later tonight, and we will be back with our regular episode 107 on Monday morning. Thanks, everybody, for joining us.